anyway, like the first the first day I I rocked up to the the school and I was like, oh, this is pretty this is pretty cool. And honestly, I got out of the car and the thing just like it set itself on fire <laughs> in front of the whole school. I was like, oh no, man, this is this is not this is not how I want my first day to go. Hello and welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts. I'm Pete and I'm Leighton. On this episode, we speak to what's one to watch, Ben Larg. Not in a creepy way because he's only 16. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is the 16-year-old big wave surfer and he surfed Mully. When he was 14. 14. So if you remember when we spoke to Peter Conroy uh, over in Ireland and he was saying about, he took this young kitty out and all of a sudden he saw him being towed into a wave and he was like, oh, fucking hell, fucking hell, fucking hell. 40-foot <laughs> wave at 14 years old. Yeah. And he surfed it and, and survived. Yeah. It's, Unbelievable. But some of the stories he says on this thing... On this thing? What is it? This podcast episode, <laughs> on this thing we do, is, they're bloody brilliant. And he's, yeah, for a 16-year-old, he had a lot of confidence, I think. He's he's a nice, nice kid. Yeah, nice kid, very articulate, uh, especially for his age. And um, and the stories about his dad are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, he's just, he's just super cool, isn't he? And um, yeah, he's definitely going to be one to watch for the future. Yeah, definitely. Before we head into this, don't forget, head over to North Core and use the code SSPODCAST and that will get you 15% off anything you order. Let's jump in. So I'm Ben Larg, I'm uh, 16 years old and I'm from the Isle of Tyree in Scotland. I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask you how do you pronounce that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Tons of people get it wrong. Yeah, I was looking at it. Thai tree? Thai tree? Yes. Well, you came to our attention, first of all, from Peter Conroy and then from Mitch, the Scottish surfer, who both of them we've heard talk about you and the story that Peter told about you of surfing that wave in Mully was, well, as as you said, you heard him describe it. Is that pretty accurate of what happened? Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Like I went over to Ireland for a bit of a surf trip to film this documentary thing that I'd been filming for about four years and we were with Peter, we were training on the skis a bit and stuff and he asked us to go up to Mully one day and I was like that was just like a dream come true to me. You know, I was dead excited to go up for that and we cruised up in the van and yeah, it was it was insane. It was brilliant. So, how big was the wave for anybody who didn't listen to the uh, Peter Conroy episode? How big was the wave you surfed? And you were fourteen, right? Yeah, I was fourteen. I was I was actually more like I was more like fifteen. I was just about to turn fifteen. <laughs> like that makes a difference. <laughs> like <laughs> surfing a wave like that at that age, I was barely allowed to go down the shop by myself at that age. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, my dad, he actually made us promise the night before that I wouldn't surf it. And he was like that, Ben, if you surf that wave, I'll disown you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, okay, I promise I won't surf it. And I got in the back of Dylan's stop ski just by chance. Like there was a seat on the ski and he said, oh, you can come out with me if you want, Ben. So I went out and I was watching for about, I don't know, three hours on the ski or something. And uh, he just said, oh, do you want a shot? And I said, oh, yeah, okay then. <laughs> so that was, that was me. I grabbed the grabbed the rope and then 
he told us into that wave and I was oh it was super scary but it was good fun oh it sounds insane I, like the, the whole thing as we say when Peter was explaining it and he's just coming back out on the ski and he's thinking who's that on the wave that oh shit 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 he's <laughs> please don't die please is that the biggest wave you, you'd surfed at that point yeah definitely that was by far the biggest wave that I've that I've ever surfed I think that was I've done like a lot of big wave surfing since then but still that's still the biggest wave definitely what so what was that feeling the first time you're getting pulled into that and you're, you're on that wave because i've seen the footage of it and that looks insane on its own you, you just see this tiny little dot on this massive wave so what how does that feel that first time you get pulled into a wave like that honestly it was it, it was insane because like when we were going out on the jet ski like i I'd never been on a tow board in my life and I'd never been pulled behind the jet ski ever. So we were going out and I was kind of just like getting used to it and surfing the wake of the ski a little bit on the way out. And like the swell that was coming in, it was like, it was so unbelievably bumpy. And like actually on the way out, I fell off the board because the sea was so rough that it just like bounced us off of the board. But yeah, and then we like towed miles out the back. It felt like we were going for ages and then I was like sitting in the water for like a good half an hour and then Dylan said oh there's one coming through do you want to go for do you want to go for this one I said yeah sure because I I I couldn't see the waves coming it was because I was sitting in the water Dylan was uh on the ski and Peter was about and stuff looking out so he started towing us in and like I just saw like the the wave like wall up in front of us eh? and it was I like quickly glanced behind us and like (laughs) <laughs> it was so like I when I looked behind us, I just could not believe the size of the wave. I was just like, "Okay, I'm gonna just keep my keep my head looking forward from here on." <laughs> uh, yeah, I just tried to take kind of like a I let go of the rope and I just tried to take like a kind of slightly higher line at the start, and then I kind of had to drop a little bit lower because it was gonna shut out on me. And uh, phew, it was just super scary. Even talking about it now, it makes us nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose it's good to be like that, isn't it? Because it's gonna that feeling will keep you safe, I suppose. But the guy on the jet ski obviously didn't keep you safe. <laughs> he chucked you into a huge wave. <laughs> to be fair, like as soon as I came off it, him and Peter were both there. Dylan and Peter, they were both there, and they picked us up straight away and took us right out the back, and they were. Oh, they they couldn't believe it, and I was so stoked. They were stoked for us. It was oh, it was great. I bet. What what did um what did your mates say when they see footage of stuff like that? Um, well, most of like my mates in Lanzarote and stuff, they were all like, uh, they loved it. That they thought it was brilliant, and uh, yeah. I tell you what, that's to take some courage. That does for anybody, but especially at fourteen, nearly fifteen. That is. Uh, pretty unbelievable oh thanks very much yeah i was oh i was i was super stoked with it it was just lucky to be there at the time when it was on and you know be hanging about with peter and stuff and yeah so it was it was brilliant yeah i remember like on the the night before we went up we were in a a bar called kenny's and lahinch and peter was like to my dad oh i think we're gonna go up to molly tomorrow there's like a meant to be a really good swell forecast and uh my Dad was like, okay, cool, that that sound. And he was like, oh, does Ben want to come with us? And my dad was like, yeah, sure, I'm sure that he'd love that. And 
sure enough, Dad got home and he told me. And um, I was like, oh, that just sounds like amazing going up to sit on the ski with, with Peter and that. And But like the one thing that Peter said, he said like, do not take the... I, I had obviously like the guys that were filming the documentary about us up yeah. in, uh, in Ireland with us as well. And Peter was like, whatever you do, just don't don't mention to the to the film guys that you're coming up to Mully with us because they want to come and we can't be bothered with them. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I, I promise I won't mention to them, eh? And yeah, anyway, but we were, the next day we got up, we kind of set up the skiing stuff. Peter picked us up at the house. We did a few things. I got my stuff in the van. And we were driving up to um, Mully and... It was kind of like it was. It's quite a long drive actually from the hinge up to up to there, and um, man, like on the way up, like I couldn't believe how just like chilled out Peter was. He was just like so happy. He was just cruising up the road like it was another day, and I was like sweating in the van. Like <laughs> it, was just, it was crazy. Honestly, we stopped at this fuel station. And it had like a it had like a McDonald's or something outside of it. And Peter like went and like ordered like a, a McDonald's and a Big Mac for him and uh I got one as well. But I was kinda of thinking like, man, I I thought these athletes that surf these big waves and stuff all like <laughs> super healthy food and we were like I don't know, half an hour away from Mali and eating like chicken burgers out of McDonald's. It was mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did say that he said that like when we asked him, oh, you know, what sort of training do you do for big wave surfing? I gotta be honest, I don't do anything. <laughs> he did like a bit of training with with me, and we were kind of doing like swimming in the pool and stuff. And then that was kind of like all that we did. It was more like stuff on the ski when we were doing the training. But Peter says he said to me as well, like it's just all all in my mind as long as I feel like calm. It'll all be like okay when I'm under the water. So is that the biggest you've surfed to date now, or have you gone bigger? Um, I think no, that's definitely still the biggest wave that I've surfed. Like one after I surfed that wave in Mali, I was kind of, I kind of got a bit in with the crew in Lanzarote as well. They kind of took us out to a few big wave spots out there, and we were towing a bit and paddling a bit. And there's a wave called uh, Las Bajas in Lanzarote. Yeah. And it's kind of like a, a big wave spot, more for towing than paddling because it's a bit shifty and stuff. And I went out there a few times with the with the Lanzarote crew out there, and but like it didn't it didn't compare to Mali. Like it was another level in Ireland. Yeah, it's, yeah insane. So yeah, do you, so you said you were born in Lanzarote, were you? No, no, I I went born in. Uh, in Tyree, but I've we normally go to the Canary Islands, Lanzarote for the the winter time, and because it's like too cold to live in Tyree in the winter, like you will not believe how windy it is up here. It's like a hundred mile an hour winds every single day in the winter, and like I don't know, like zero degrees minus minus two most days. <laughs> but the last four years we've been going to um, Lanzarote in the winter, and it's like brilliant surf and stuff really nice people i've got tons of mates out there and stuff and kind of super super different to tyree but it's great so you you went to you go to school there in the winter then do you yeah we we go to well i the first year that i went to um lanzarote i ended up 
going to school and it was like like I didn't speak a word of Spanish I was just I honestly like my mum we we turned up to Lanzarote and I thought I was just going to kind of surf for the whole winter and stuff and my mum was just like oh I enrolled you in school in Spain and I was like mum I don't even speak any Spanish are you mental (laughs) yeah yeah but anyway like the, the very first day of school like we had like this like because we'd spent all the money on the trip to Lanzarote, we just like when we got there, we were just like had no money to do anything else. So we had like this really old rented uh, Clio. It was a Renault Clio car, and it was like oldest car that you could imagine. It was oh, it was brilliant though. We all loved it, but all the doors <laughs> fall off and everything when you open them. <laughs> anyway, like the first the first day, I I rocked up to the the school and I was like oh this is pretty this is pretty cool and honestly I got out of the car and the thing just like it set itself on fire (laughs) in front of the whole school I was like oh no man this is this is not this is not how I wanted my first day to go and then like you can imagine like I'm already pretty nervous because I don't speak any Spanish and anyway my mum kind of I think she got the car towed back and I went away into the school well that's how you make an entrance totally that was it. <laughs> it just like all of a sudden like a smoke started coming out of the out of the engine and I was just like oh no here we go <laughs> but yeah anyway I went into the school and like the the head teacher he was like showing us about and stuff because I was kind of did not speak like I I think I knew how to say hello in Spanish at this point yeah so he showed us all the classes and stuff and I was kind of wondering about I think I knew like one person that went to the school but like because it was so big I didn't I didn't even see them and I was wandering into like these classes not even sure if it was the class that I was supposed to be in kind of sitting through these classes not understanding a word of what anybody was saying and just sitting down for like the the whole school days but like anyway I got like uh, eventually like the teachers kind of noticed like oh man this this kid isn't learning anything he's no idea what's going on so they put us into like this class that had like kind of like what happens in Spain is um well what happens in Lanzarote anyway is if you don't pass they set exams at the end of every single year and if you don't pass your end of your exam you get kept back a year so I got put into like this class with all these kids that had been kept back like I don't know like they must have been getting kept back like six years or something like that (laughs) And I was like, they were like fully grown men with like beards. And, and I was like walking in there. I must have only just turned like, I was probably only just turned 13. It was like my first year of uh, secondary school. And like, I walked into this new class and there was like guys with like full grown beards, like just like in the class. I was like, what? You guys look about 20 years old. How are you? How are you in this class? And then like one of the teachers explained to us that, uh, that basically, like, if, if you fail the exam at the end of the year, you get kept back. So I was just, like, in amongst, like, this group of, like, like older guys and girls, and I was just, like, I, I felt so unbelievably lost. I was just, like, oh, no, this is just not right. Because they kind of put us in that class because I couldn't speak any Spanish. You end up leaving and going back to uh, back to Scotland then before you... Uh 
before you had to take that exam? Yeah, well, I I think uh, like I ended up staying in the school for like that four the four months we were in Lanzarote, and then like I was when it was my last day, I was just like so happy. I was I wasn't happy to be going back to Scotland, but I was kind of I was happy it was my last day of school, and I was gonna come back to Tyree and be able to speak English to everybody. <laughs> so when did you start surfing? How old were you when you started surfing? When I was probably like two, I was like bodyboarding and stuff and dad had like pushes onto little waves and stuff like that. But then like I properly started surfing every single day when I was about seven. Right. And I'd be like, yeah, I'd, pro- I'd probably be in the water every day just with dad and yeah, kind of, took off from there and then I got into a more competitive surfing when I was about 12 I think I'd done my first surf compat 11 or 12 and then I was competing for a little while and I enjoyed I enjoyed that as well but I kind of I don't know I wasn't like winning any comps or anything you know and it's kind of like I won like a few of the Scottish comps which I was super super happy with and then like I went on to do the the UK Pro Tour and uh, I was kind of finishing like in the semis and stuff and I kind of got a bit bored of it because I was trying I was trying quite hard and then uh, I just kind of faded away from it a bit that's that's kind of crazy that you've gone from in a space of like two to three years you've gone from just going into your first ever competition to then riding a wave which is like between 30 and 40 foot that's that's crazy (laughs) so um is, is your dad a surfer then my dad yeah he he used to uh like kite surf and windsurf a lot he still kite surfs a lot he doesn't windsurf anymore but now he just he just surfs and he'll maybe kite once or twice a year but yeah he's been surfing since he was about 30 years old and he's right 45 now so yeah for a while but do you, you live by the coast then i presume yeah, so we live on an island in the Hebrides called uh, Tyree. Right. And we have tons of Atlantic swells and stuff here. So it's brilliant for a surf up here, actually. Super nice beaches and stuff. And uh, we've got a little surf school on the island. And, well, yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be uh, another one on our list that we've got to visit them. Um, since doing this podcast, we're... we're talking to people all around all around the country and every time we speak to someone that's in a different place that we've never been or anything we're like oh my god we got to go there it sounds amazing yeah yeah <laughs> i know it's uh, honestly tyree it's like the the caribbean but cold like when you see the, the, the drone <laughs> videos and stuff of it it's insane it's an an amazing place to live but um yeah really it, really that, really great Logan, it's like the Caribbean but cold. <laughs> yeah. well, well, the slogan for Tyree is actually Hawaii of the North. Oh. Yeah, so and it is like Hawaii but cold. <laughs> What's your normal go-to board then if you if you're surfing like normal waves? Well, I've got a guy in Lanzarote that shapes all my boards. He's called uh uh, Uri Garcia Ferreira. I think that's right. his second name. Anyway. I'm not sure actually. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, his his surfboard company. It's called JFB. They shape like all all my boards for us. And normally, 
if my mates from Lanzarote are like uh, coming over in the summer or something, they'll take over the the boards for us. But yeah, like my go-to board is um, probably like a, it's called a Super Speed. It's got like a kind of like a fishy tail and um, quite like a flat rocker. Uh, it's a thruster, like it's about, I think it's 5, 7 and 24 litres of volume, 23. I can't remember, I've not surfed in like so long that I've not even, uh, I can't even remember what the dimensions of my board are. <laughs> I saw you had an injury, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, the, so I've been out of the water for um, kind of oh, six months now. I uh, broke all the metatarsals in my foot and dislocated them. And I also, like, separated, like, my big toe from the one next to it that, like, split <laughs> So it was basically, like, as bad as it could possibly be. Like, all the all the doctors in the hospital, they were just like, oh, man, we've, we've never saw a foot, like, as bad as this, ever. <laughs> and that was, like, oh, was that a surfing injury or...? Yeah, I was surf. I was surfing when I broke it. I was just like, um, I was. It was like super small, eh? Like the smallest day you could possibly imagine. It was like not even, not even two foot. It was probably one and a half foot, and I was out just like groveling on that little board. I just kind of, I was stuck in between, like trying like a, a turn and an air, and I'm not, I'm not very good at airs at all. But um, I ended up kind of landing, like, with my toes flat on the board, like, but my heel was kind of up on top of them. And I just, like, split, like, every single bone fully, like, across my foot. It was horrible. I was, I actually started laughing because it just looked so mangled. It was horrible. (laughs) Like, I just looked. I just went, oh, no, that is not good. I just knew that <laughs> straight away. There was no question. I, I knew that it was really broken. Yeah. I posted, I posted a video recently of um, when I was skating and I dislocated my finger, and that was bad enough. And it's that weird thing. If you look at it and you're like, you don't know. You, I, I don't know if you go into shock or you sort of you look at it and you're like, that doesn't look right. And then you try and move it and you can't move it because nothing's connected properly. And it's just, it's a weird feeling of like, what's going on? <laughs> I know, totally. That's exactly what it was like. Like straight away all the, uh, like I just got hit with this massive wave of adrenaline and I was kind of just like, I don't know, shocked. And then there was a guy on the beach with a four by four. And uh, my sister and my dad hadn't even noticed by this point. They were it was all happened like so quickly, and uh, they were just coming out of the water. And the, there was a local guy on the beach, uh, Jason, and uh, he took us to the doctor's surgery straight away. And my dad and my sister were behind us in the car, and uh, I had to get an air ambulance from here, Tyree, to Glasgow. And then, like, I got my foot operated on, like, uh, two days later or something, I think it was. Oh, man. That's amazing. It's like two two foot waves, and you do that, and you, you survive the 30-foot uh, wave. <laughs> That's... Honestly, you will, you, 
it's oh that's always what happens with everybody. It's always on the the stupidest littlest thing. Yeah. And it's uh, yeah, you're just messing about and something So something like that happens. So when do you think you'll be back in the water? Um probably in about three weeks. Oh fantastic. I think pretty much now, like I'm I'm pretty much good to go from now. I've still got like I've lost like a lot of muscle in my foot. Like you wouldn't think that your had your feet had so many muscles in them, but like you can like really notice the difference when you put it next to the the other one, <laughs> the right foot. Yeah. That this one looks like uh, the left one looks way skinnier. <laughs> <laughs> You're a different size shoes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, honestly, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so what I, I obviously like you're going to go after more big waves. So are, are you planning for this to be a career choice for you? Yeah, I, I definitely like, um, like big waves is definitely my, if I could do anything for the rest of my life, it'd definitely be surfing big waves. Like I really love it. I was actually really gutted to miss like this whole winter, like, from like just when the swell season kicked off in October, I broke my foot in October right at the start, and uh, I missed the whole winter through to now. Oh, nice! So, um, yeah, it was a shame. But yeah, is that is is lockdown it being on your own sort of island up there? Does lockdown affect you much up there? Is there a lot of people on your island, or is it? Well, there's actually only six hundred people on the island, uh, but it's kind of. We were in tier three for the whole of the winter, but I actually wasn't on. I actually wasn't uh, on Tyree for the for the winter. I had to because I had to go to Glasgow and get all the operations and stuff. Ah, right. Uh, we we stayed down in Fife uh, near St Andrews, and I got physio on my foot in Anstruther and a little physio called uh, Stuart Barton's physiotherapy. <laughs> And uh, they had all the right equipment and stuff, and I was there uh, three times a week for about four months doing physio. So yeah, it was worth it. It, fe- it feels much better now. Yeah, <laughs> is that is that Fife? Is that near where the cheese toasty shack is that we've heard so much about from Mitch? Yeah, that's the one. That's my uncle's business. Uh, right. Yeah, you get some brilliant. Honestly, you've never tasted better cheese toasties in your life. They're like. <laughs> Like you've got, you've got to go down and get one in St Andrews. Yeah, well, it's another, another place that we've got to visit as well, isn't it? Yeah, you could go to St Andrews for a little surf, get out, grab a toasty, and then hop back in again for another little surf. No, <laughs> yeah, it's honestly the amount, the amount of advertising we've given the cheese toasty shack in St Andrews. <laughs> we need free toasties when we get there. <laughs> Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll uh, call my uncle and make sure that you all get free toasties. <laughs> <laughs> so have so now you're riding big waves. Um, have you had a bad wipeout yet? Uh, yeah, I've had a few really bad wipeouts actually. Like in in Mali, luckily, like I never wiped out. I was okay. I almost did. Like I caught a. Uh, I caught a little wave after the the wave that I caught and I just kind of faded off the back of it a bit and uh, there was like a massive set cone but luckily Dylan came and got us on the ski. Right. 
and uh, but yeah, I've had in Lanzarote actually. I had a we were towing one day a wave called Las Bajas, and um, I kind of I I let go of the rope and I was caught behind the section a, a little bit, and I got it was maybe like the wave was probably like twenty foot, maybe a little little bit smaller. And so it was kind of like quite a cruisy one, but I just got like caught out. I was a little bit too deep, and um, and like the wave, it never held us down for very long. I was fine, popped back up, but I was in like like the worst place that you could be. I was like on this super like slabby inside section where the jet skis couldn't get to, and um, I was just getting like totally destroyed for like half an hour i just got like 13 massive waves on the head oh and i just like God. could not get out of it and then eventually i managed to like there was a little gap and i managed to swim out out the back again and uh the guy in the the ski uh he came and picked us up and i was all right but yeah it was it was scary but it was i actually i don't know it sounds weird but like i I I quite enjoy getting wiped out because it's uh, I don't know. I always end up laughing under the water. I always find it dead funny. I'm like, oh no, this is this is too stupid. This this shouldn't. Uh, yeah, this. Uh, I'm just always thinking, oh, this is too stupid. I'm gonna I'm gonna die one day doing this. So <laughs> I end up kind of laughing and forgetting to hold my breath, and then I'm like, what What am I doing? I love that you. Uh... It was a cruisy little twenty foot. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, well, you should have saw the waves that were coming through that day. Like if if you were there, you would have thought that twenty foot was cruisy because some of the some of the guys there they were getting way bigger waves than me. I was just catching the the kind of like ones that were like in between the sets that were. <laughs> That were kind of barreling a little bit, but not properly. <laughs> so, what do your what do your parents think about you going out surfing these massive waves? Is there is there a worry, or is there encouragement, or how how's how's those conversations go? Well, it's kind of a, it's a bit of both. Like my dad's super super supportive, and my mum's kind of just like giving up. <laughs> she's like. <laughs> She's, my mum's super supportive, but she just like does not want to come and watch anymore. She's just like, I'm out of here. I'm going shopping. <laughs> and then dad, uh, he'll come and watch. But like when dad gets too nervous, he passes out, and it's just like a disaster. <laughs> so like, I'll have like I'll come in from a session, and maybe um, dad'll be like lying down on the beach like Ben I think I'm I think I'm gonna pass out and I'll be like oh dad no, not again <laughs> so how many times has he passed out oh honestly you will not believe it I remember we were going to Japan one time for the I was competing in the ISA world championships the junior world championships and um we were literally just about to get on the plane to Japan and dad hates flying like really, really does not like flying. <laughs> I think he would rather have drove to Japan. To be <laughs> anyway, we were getting on this flight, and like twenty minutes before it was about to leave, he just like hit the deck. I mean, like we were standing in the queue, 
we were just about to board. We were standing in the queue, and I was just standing next to Dad, and he just passed out. <laughs> that was it. He just oh, Dad, I think I'm going to pass out. And straight away, he just hit the ground. I was like, oh, shit. What are we going to do? <laughs> and then I phoned my mum, and I was like, oh, mum, I, I don't really know what to do. We're in the, we're in the airport, Heathrow Airport, and uh, Dad's just passed out. And she was like, oh, Ben, you're winding us up. He's not passed out. I don't believe you. And she just, like, cut off the phone to us. And I was, like, <laughs> had to phone back and, like, convince her that Dad was, like, lying on the floor. And then, like, I had to get somebody else just from, like, uh, there was, like, air, there was kind of, like, folk around us because, obviously, there was a guy lying on the floor. <laughs> and, like, the health and safety and people came out and, like, doctors and stuff were helping. And I had to, like, pass the phone on to, like, another person just so that my mum would, like, believe <laughs> that my dad was, like, lying on the floor, passed out. <laughs> but, yeah, it was crazy. And then we actually managed to still make the flight by some miracle. It was, yeah. You just carried him on was, past eight. <laughs> pretty much, that was pretty much what happened. I couldn't believe that everybody just let him get on the plane. I was like... Guys, we're going to have, if we miss this flight, I'm going to miss this competition and that can't happen. So I was just like, Dad, come on, let's go. <laughs> that was a laugh. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, that's that's, a, new, that's yeah. a new way of priority booking, isn't it? Pass out in the queue and you get to the front quickly, let you on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, by the time that he was ready to go, the, the queue disappeared anyway. We only had about 50 seconds left to get on the flight. Oh. How do you find? How did you find that competition then in Japan? And how do you find competitions abroad? Well, I was kind of like a bit younger then, so I was still quite excited about the the comps and stuff. It was probably, um, like Japan was like amazing. Like I couldn't believe that we were going to Japan. It was, oh, it was beautiful. And uh, when we turned up in Tokyo, it just seemed like a different world. It was mad. And then we got this flight to the little island where the comp was and everybody was so nice like all the japanese people were super nice and then the when the comp run like it was kind of like this um the isa world junior championships it was um you kind of run it's like a team event so like scotland will go and then france will go and all the other teams around the world uh from America and Hawaii and yeah, everywhere, everywhere around the world, every country uh, goes to this comp that surfs and um, the points end up getting tallied up and it's kind of like the team that scores like the most, most points, like when the ISA junior world champs and then there's like a overall winner and stuff. Yeah. Individual winner. But yeah, it was honestly like an amazing experience and the, the waves in Japan were actually like, I didn't think the waves in Japan were so good. They were like amazing. And then I I can't even remember what I placed in the comp. I don't think it was very good. I think I made, I don't even think I made it through the first round. I went into like, I went into like the second try round. I don't even think I made it through any, any of the heats, but it was just such a, I just had so much fun there that I, I didn't even 
I didn't even mind. It was just a brilliant experience. Yeah. So what is on your list of waves that you want to go and surf? For Nazar has got to be like the top of the list. And I was actually hoping to surf Nazar this winter. I had a couple of contacts to go out there. And uh but then when obviously when I broke my foot it was uh I couldn't go anymore. But that was okay. Yeah. Hopefully maybe Nazar this this winter or next winter, that'd be good. And also like I want to go out to, uh I'd love to go to Bali and surf Nias or well, I'm not sure Indo and surf Nias actually, and um, I'm not sure what island Nias is on, but it just looks amazing. It, and uh, probably like I don't know, I love going up up north to Thurzo and just surfing all the slabs and stuff up there. It's yeah. I saw some video of you surfing at uh, Thurso as well, and that looks. Uh, you look like you were. Uh... Definitely in control of the board there. <laughs> it's bloody brilliant footage. Ripping. <laughs> probably wasn't. It was probably just pure luck that I got a good wave. <laughs> nah, I think the, the only time... Uh, I think you're being very modest. <laughs> I think the, the only time I got filmed... Well, like I had like a few old clips of like my first like couple of surfs at Thursday East and stuff, but like that was... Uh, I think that was the only wave that I got filmed ever at Thursday East and I was it happened to be like my best wave of the day so I was pretty happy with that and that you know that never happens when it's uh dad's got the camera it's always <laughs> the worst wave your dad's gonna listen to this and go do you actually like me you've just taken the piss out of me the whole time <laughs> <laughs> ah, he knows I love him he knows <laughs> he's uh Nah, he's uh, brilliant, super supportive and stuff, and he's, well, he's the one that taught us how to surf, I suppose, amongst kind of other people, and uh, yeah. So so now you're kind of gearing up for a career in big wave surfing. Um, what are you doing in regards to, to training to, to cope with the wipeouts and to be able to be fit enough to ride those waves? Well, I'd love to be like uh, Peter Conroy and just not train at all, but I am actually doing a bit of training. I'm, I'm, uh, like normally in the water, I'm, I'm not too, I'm not too nervous once I'm in, and I've kind of paddled about a bit. I'm, I, I find it quite easy to calm. I've just been like every morning for the past kind of. Or every second morning for the past uh, three months now, I've been going to the to the gym for an hour, and then I'll come home. And I've Nick Von Rupp, a surfer that uh, surfs Nazar, he's got like this training course on just now, and I've been doing that online with him in the evening. And then uh, I just do some like the the Wim Hof breathing technique. Yeah. So it's kind of like a different uh breath training and then you kind of hold yeah incredible guy he is isn't he yeah he's insane i mean like i thought i was hard enough surfing in the cold in scotland but he's like dipping in ice baths in antarctica (laughs) it's mad yeah it is he's superhuman yeah he is it's mental but yeah we often ask people if there's a difference in your like mindset before you've and after you surfed and 
I want to change that question slightly for you. So is there a difference in your mindset before you surfed and after you surfed on a standard wave? And then is there a bigger difference before you've surfed and after you've surfed on a fucking monster wave? Well, I don't know. Like the reason I love big wave surfing is because you kind of like you rock up and like your adrenaline's like rushing through you and it's like you kind of like feel you feel super cool going out on the jet skis and stuff with uh and with all the super big boards and you you feel like yeah it it just feels super cool and everybody's like super supportive of each other and everybody's looking out for each other and uh and then when you get like a a super a super good big wave you you're um you're so excited when you come off of it because it was such a scary moment but you've but you've made it to the end of it and uh yeah and then i suppose when like you're when i'm just like normal surfing it's still like just as good like if you do a brilliant turn or something you you still feel amazing but like with big wave surfing it's just like that bit extra of excitement yeah yeah the the fact that you've actually survived it yeah and your dad's got great footage of you making it <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it is you're just like oh man i can't believe i did i didn't get wiped out on that one i'm so happy to make it to the end of the wave <laughs> you know if the if the if the wave was really big because there's just video footage from your dad of like you start on it and then it's just the sky where he's passed out again <laughs> <laughs> totally that's exactly how you know that it's <laughs> yeah no so, um, Ben, have you managed to pick up any sponsors to to help your kind of progression in this? Well, yeah, I've I've got a few I've got a few sponsors. Um, not super, no super big ones yet, but got actually my uncle at the Cheesy Toe Shack. He and my other uncle, he's got a a crepe a crepe shack <laughs> and doing kind of like pancakes and stuff and um they've both been like super supportive of us and like getting us putting money towards um just like travel and equipment and That's not- all that sort of stuff and then like, i've got a, a, the guy in lanzarote he sponsors us with all my boards and stuff um oh perfect jfb and then uh i've got a couple of uh other ones, uh, Monera, they do my wetsuits. Blue Soup, they've been super helpful to us as well. They do the pool vests so that, like, if you do get caught in, like, a super tricky situation, you can pull the vest and you kind of pop up within a few seconds if if the wave's not too big. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm quite sure with the path you're heading on and with what you've surfed already – that before long there's going to be sponsors coming out of, well, everywhere <laughs> at you. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I've, uh, I'll be, I'm looking forward to that. I hope it, uh, I hope it happens, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for it just now. Anyway, yeah. it seem to be. Along. It's really lovely to hear that your entire family, uh, supporting you, um, behind this, like what a lovely thing. Yeah, I know totally. But honestly, my my mum and my dad couldn't be any more supportive. Eh? And all my uncles and stuff, and my my granny and my granddad as well. They're just always rooting for us. My my granny going to the after I surfed uh, Mullig Moor, she'd go into like any. She's obsessed with shopping, and like 
After Surf Malig Moore, every time she went into a shop, she'd tell like the the woman uh, that was in the shop, like uh, when when she was paying for her stuff, she'd tell her all about us and how I'd surfed this this wave in Ireland. Ah, oh, that's nice. And um, yeah, she's brilliant. Oh, that's, yeah. oh, that's really cool. But, yeah. Well, everybody's super, super yeah. supportive. It sounds, it sounds like you've got a really good family and really good community that really encourage you and help you on. So before we before we start wrapping this up, where can people find you online and if they want to make contact on social media or whatever? I've Well, my Instagram is uh, benlargsurf04, and, um, yeah, you can contact us off of there. And uh, I think my Facebook. I've got a Facebook account as well. I think it's just Ben Larg or something. I can't even remember. If you need to ping as a message, you can. Well, as, late, as Leighton's but kids yeah. say, Facebook's for old people now, apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. Actually. I, I, to be honest, I've never used Instagram or Facebook, actually. I've got to be like the most unactive person. All my sponsors, well, I say all my sponsors. My uh, some of my sponsors are like um, Ben. Come on, like you've got you've got to post kind of like a bit more on your Instagram, not just once a year of like one way. But you got. I suppose and I'm kind of like oh man. That's kind of unusual for um, for a teenager as well, not to be on Instagram. <laughs> Do you know what? I just always feel so awkward, like like posting uh, some like a I don't know like. It just doesn't feel it feels a bit weird and then like uh when you've got to decide what to say in the caption me and my mum and my dad are always like they're thinking for hours like, Oh, what what should I say? And then it just ends up being like so time consuming that I I don't even bother. <laughs> I used to do it like when I first got Instagram I used to like post like every day and just have no caption. And though that was the best. I could just like post whatever I wanted, but now it's got. To yeah, be- it's one of those things with Instagram where you can, um, I think you can overthink it too much as well. Where you've just got to go like, "There's a picture I surfed here today," or something like that. You know, something sweet and simple like that, and that's what you need to put. Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's definitely what I should do more of. Yeah. <laughs> and just tag a, tag a few of my sponsors and stuff, and then yeah. Um, well, listen, Ben, we really, really appreciate you coming on and having a chat with us and, you know, future looks super bright for you. Um, and lovely thing about your family all supporting you. So stay safe. Uh, and you know, we, you know, when you're surfing a big wave, cause your dad will be collapsed on the floor. So well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, well, in a couple of years, hopefully we'll still be going, and uh, you'll have to come back on and then let us know where you are in the journey. I know, totally. You'll have to come to Tyree for the for the longboarding. I, I noticed that Peter in his last uh, podcast said that you should go to Dublin, but I don't I don't recommend that. No, I don't recommend <laughs> you'd be better. You'd be better coming to Tyree. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely on our list. Cool. And thanks, Ben. What an amazing lad. Yeah, nice kid.
Yeah. Real nice. And I can't believe his dad passes out when he gets too nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to be every time he's surfing. That's got to be. Especially, imagine that. What happens? Your dad passes out when he gets real nervous. Oh, I think I'm going to surf the biggest waves I could find. That's going to help him, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And at the airport, his mummy's passed out. Yeah, good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he was chatting to us before and afterwards, and he said, like, he was t- chatting about his mum and dad, and he said they're absolutely brilliant and super supportive of him well it sounds like his whole family is supportive when he said like his uh uncles and stuff uh yeah putting him putting him money to help him fund the travel around around the world it's just yeah just lovely yeah cheese toasty shack again in there yeah god so they're gonna be a sponsor for the show aren't they yeah that's it <laughs> cheese toasty shack I, I was chatting to them as well actually while we're saying cheese toasty shack i put a message on oh you're gonna have to sponsor the scottish surfer and they said they can't he spends too much money there <laughs> <laughs> that's another one so you know that's the scottish surfer and peter conroy both said about ben and what a lovely kid he was and he is he's really nice really down to earth and just funny and just happy and but his foot uh. <laughs> yeah the story about his foot was harsh and um yeah it was on like a two-foot wave <laughs> <laughs> survives the, way, the 40 footer yeah <laughs> the two footer messes him up oh man sounds awful doesn't it that's the is way it? it goes i suppose though, isn't it? oh yeah oh but yeah he's definitely going to be a superstar isn't he yeah like what he's surfing and his ability is just can you imagine at 14 years old like having the balls to go surfing on a wave that's 40 foot like, just, yeah. like it's, it's it a ma- difficult one isn't it because like if you seriously remember back to like 14 we did some stupid things at 14 i know we didn't surf 40 foot waves but some of the things you do at that age, you, you look back and you go, that was ridiculous. I wonder if when he's 40, he's going to sit back and look at a picture of that and go, that was ridiculous. Yeah, I know. But, you know, the stuff we stuff that we did, it's, like, it's not like skill required or anything like that. Like, he's got to know what he's doing to be able to survive that. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. You know, so so he's, he's going to be a bit more aware than what we were at 14, you know. He's <laughs> probably more aware now than we are now. <laughs> So, you know, he's he must have just been super confident in his ability at fourteen years old. Yeah. You know, that's it's I just can't get my head around it. It's just absolutely amazing. And have you seen the footage of it? It looks petrifying. Yeah, yeah. It just takes balls of steel. Yeah. I it does. I, I, I haven't got words. Normally I have words. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he's he's incredible. He really is. So yeah, well, Fair play to you, Ben. Yeah. And we cannot wait to see where surfing takes you in your career. Yeah, because I think it's going to be good places. Yeah, when you're an uber mega surf star, you have to come back onto the show. <laughs> Should have got him signed something. <laughs> he was miles away, sat in his bed with a busted leg. There's a thing called the internet now when you can do digital signing. So he thought this out. Just after we spoke to him. (laughs) Digital sign-in? Yeah, you can... You don't want a digital sign-in. You want a proper, you know... What are you talking about? I don't know. What are you talking about? Right. Anyway. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) 